Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. So, one last time, then we're going to start. T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. If you're watching on Facebook, comment, like, uh, share the page if you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Uh, and if you're listening to us on a podcast, keep spreading around. We appreciate it. We thank you for the growth. Let's pray and get started. Lord, we thank you for this time. We ask that you would open our spiritual eyes and our ears, that you would speak into the heart of who we are. That, Father, you would bring understanding into our life, that you would Help us to clear up some things that we would understand with a boldness to pursue the kingdom. Now, Father, we would just get rid of all of our excuses. We get rid of everything that would hold us back or tell us that we shouldn't do it. That, God, as we grow and mature into who you called us to be, that, Lord, we would embrace the call, the gifting on our life. We would be an honor and a privilege that we can serve you in any capacity. Father, we just pray that as we continue to seek you, that we grow and mature into who you've called us to be. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, so we're going to talk about speaking in tongues and the gift of tongues and praying in the Spirit and the difference and all that good stuff. So we are going to go to the book of Acts. We're going to start in Acts chapter 2. I see my lovely wife on there, Jenny, and... The Baldwins are on there, and Mr. Smith, and that's our pastor at Victory Global Church in Windsor. And so Acts chapter 2, verse 4. This is where most of you get a teaching about speaking in tongues. It's from Acts chapter 2, uh, the day of Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit came down like a, a noise from heaven, a violent rushing wind, and like flames sat on them. All right, so verse 4, Acts chapter 2. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when a sound occurred, the multitude came together and were bewildered because each one of them were hearing them speak in their own language. Now, a lot of charismatics will say, this is where we get speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit came on them and they gave an utterance and started speaking in tongues. Uh, but we clearly see here that this is an example of the gift of language, the gift of speaking in tongues. And we are confident of that because in verse 6 it says that they heard themselves speaking in their own language. So what was happening is God gifted them the ability to speak in a language they did not have. Now this does not take away from what we're talking about tonight is speaking in tongues. We want to clear something up. Because when someone says to you in Acts chapter 2 that was not about what we call speaking in tongues that no one can understand, they understood it and they were in speaking in their own language and this is a gift and we want to continue looking at this particular gift in first corinthians chapter 12. it's important and why is it important well many reasons one to be biblically sound is important but when we have people who don't believe in the gifts or you have people in your life who say speaking in tongues isn't for now or it's not real maybe you have some non-believers who just do some research of their own just to prove you wrong and they say, hey, if you you know go and look at this, it says that everyone heard them in their own language. So obviously God gifted them with the ability to speak in other languages, another tongue, right? Are you following me? So we want to say, okay, we can agree that this example 
is going to be speaking in a language that everyone understood. Now, you and I know if you speak in tongues, that needs to be interpreted. That is a language that no one understands, and we're going to get to that. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Turn with me here, verse 28. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then the gift of healings, helps, administration, various kinds of tongues. Did you read that there? Various kinds of tongues are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles. Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all translate? And Paul's saying, we're not all apostles, we're not all prophets, we're not all teachers, and we're not all going to have this gift of speaking in another language or speaking in tongues in that sense, and we're not all going to have the translation of this. And so there's a gifting of speaking in tongues, of speaking in language that God can give people. And this is real. Uh, and I give you examples from when I was growing up at church, early years, there'd be missionaries that would go into other countries of the world, and they would be preaching and would come out of their mouth in a language they never learned. Amazing, awesome gift that God would give and bless people with for kingdom building. And that is a gift we need. And maybe now it's maybe not as important to everyone with technology and, and interpreters and things, but you know it's amazing that God can give you a language you never learned. And I think we should celebrate that. It's still a spiritual gift. It doesn't take away from anything. It's just another division, or that may, might be the right word, another part, uh, another function of the Spirit of God, right? And when I mean division, I mean like a, a separation, not a division in a negative way. But we, we want to look at this and say, okay, so there's a gift of speaking in our tongues in a translation or in a language we didn't learn. Yes. Now there's also a gift that comes through the Spirit, which is what charismatics believe in when we pray in the spirit and we say pray in tongues or speak in tongues i think a more accurate way to say if we prayed in the spirit and i want you to look at this with me so for first corinthians chapter 14 and leah is on i can't see everybody and sarah it's good to see you guys i'm not really seeing you but it's good to see you commenting there and uh it's pretty neat so again Thank you for my IT department here. It's a ministry that has helped me. And a little secret, that ID department is my daughter and her husband, Hannah and Jordan. And you know, not to go on a rant, but they just don't get enough credit for all that they do. None of this would be possible without them helping me before the internet. That's how old I am. Wouldn't be able to do any of this. So thank you for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands... But in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now listen, for the one who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. Now clearly, this would not be an interpretation of a language because we're speaking to God, not to men. Now follow that part. If you're speaking to men, you'd be speaking in a language that you may not have known that God would bless you with, that you could uh, you know, speak in a language that you've never, ever, ever took school, practice, never. That's a great gift. This is also a great gift, but this is different. This is not speaking to men. This is speaking to God. For no one understands it, but in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. But the one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, and encouragement. The one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Well, listen in verse 5. But I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. And greater is one who prophesies than one who speaks in tongues. 
unless he translates. We just read this in uh, verse in uh, chapter 12. So the church may receive edification. Are you following me? There is a gift of language, we gift of tongues, we could call it the gift of language, where you will speak in a language you did not know you could, you did not learn. And there's also praying in the spirit. And that's what Paul's talking about here. Praying in the spirit is praying a language between you and God and nobody else. It doesn't make sense to anyone. It won't benefit the church. It won't benefit anyone except for the person doing it unless there is an interpretation. Stay in, the verse four, in uh, chapter 14 with me and jump down to verse 18. You all right? You keeping up? You good? I can see some of you uh, commenting there. So that's encouraging. And we got the verses going on. First Corinthians 14, verse 18. We jump down now to 18. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. However, in a church, I desire to speak five words with my mind so that I may instruct others also, rather than 10,000 words in tongues. Think about that, right? I, I desire in a church to speak five words with my mind. In other words, with this, with understanding so that everyone can understand it. I know, really deep, but that's what Paul is saying. Because we need you to, to be able to understand what's being preached, what's being taught. You know, somebody standing up in front of people uh, and speaking in tongues is not going to benefit everyone there because no one knows what they're saying unless there's an interpretation. And Paul's saying, in church, I'd rather speak five words with my mind, with, you know, understanding language that I may instruct others rather than 10,000 words in my spirit language, in tongues that nobody would understand. And I know it gets a little confusing because we have tongue as a language and tongue as a spirit. But if you read it and you slow down and you let the Lord speak to you about it, it's pretty clear five words in English is better than speaking in tongues to a church that no one can understand. In the book of Acts, their tongue was everyone understood because it was a tongue of language for man, not a tongue in the spirit for God. And there's a difference. And again, the importance of this is so we understand when we talk to people or maybe I have friends, I do, I have some family members, they don't all believe in all the gifts. Uh, obviously, if you have Facebook or you know any kind of social media, there's people that have opinions and agree and disagree. And so we want to make sure when we're talking to them, the book of Acts is about a gift of language. Everyone understood what was going on. And Paul's saying there is a gift of speaking in tongues, and that gift is between a person and God. And it only edifies you unless there is an interpretation. And Paul's backing this up by saying, if you're going to do this in church, we want you to do five words in English is more important than a hundred words and tongues that nobody would get anything out of. Okay, so keep going with me. I want you to read this whole chapter. I always want you to read your Bible. Jump down to verse 22. So then tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophecy is for a sign, not to unbelievers, but for those who believe. Therefore, if the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues, and uninformed men or unbelievers enter, will they not say, you are out of your mind? <laughs> That's, and you know, this has happened. People have walked into church and, you know, we're all speaking in tongues or, or just, you know, everyone's doing it. And if you don't know what's going on or if you're a new believer, you're like, these guys sound like they've lost their mind. If we were speaking in other languages, there's a possibility that somebody would recognize it and say, oh, you're talking this language. But this is Paul saying, 
that were speaking in tongues. But if all prophesied, verse 24, and an unbeliever or uninformed man enters, he is convicted by all, and he is called to account by all. Why? Because you can understand that. That's English. You can understand prophecy. You can understand, uh, and I say English because here in America, that's what we speak, but you could understand that. And in this country, we have a whole diversity of languages, but we know that when we're going into the services for God, and God's called us in our, our language that we grew up in, the language you understand, and that would be where we then change from that language to praying in the Spirit. That's a God language. Not going to understand it. That's what we call speaking or praying in the Spirit. Now, if I was in another country and I don't know the language and I was preaching and God just gave me that language, that would be awesome. Be as cool as speaking in tongues to me. It'd be amazing. And that is the gift of tongues. I hope. You're following with me. I want to keep going. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. All right. Go with me to verse 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And I know I'm going fast. I get excited about these things because it's amazing. Not a lot of people understand that God has a diversity in these gifts. And part of that is, you know, a whole nother language. And, you know, that's amazing. And I don't think we give enough credit for it because we want to defend so much speaking in tongues. And I understand that, but that is an amazing gift. And if you were a missionary or if you went somewhere to speak, uh, last year I had my first time speaking with an interpreter. If the Lord would have just given me a language on a spot, that would have been an amazing sign to everyone, including myself there. And so we really want to honor everything God has for us. And we don't want to water it down. We don't want to change truth. We want to honor everything God has. And this deserves you know our attention and our honoring this and you know being biblically sound is important as well and so we don't want to just act like well it all means the same when we can see a difference in scripture so i don't argue with people who say acts was everybody in their language i say yes agreed but there's more there's also the gift of the spirit of praying in tongues to god his language and that's what this really is we have a language in the book of acts that was a language men can understand. And then we have a language that God can understand. And that is speaking in tongues. And an acts is speaking in tongues. Do you understand? Like That's how people get it confused. Is they both call it speaking in tongues. We're speaking in tongues of men. And we're speaking in tongues of God. And that's why your Bible puts it that way. Because it is a language. So Romans chapter 8 verse 26. And in the same way the Spirit... Also helps our weaknesses, for we do not know how to pray as we should, right? But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, groanings too deep is where I would go with my evidence of there is a prayer language in the spiritual realm, a speaking in tongues spiritually, that is too deep for words, that is a groaning. It is an intercession, a groaning, a sound. Now, you cannot argue that that's not a spiritual gift language when it says groaning. There's no language on earth that speaks groanings. I know I'm, I'm, I'm doing it on purpose, but you know what I mean. There's no gift on earth that speaks groanings. That is a spirit in us that groans, that intercedes for us, that we make uh, too deep for words. Now, that's pretty strong evidence that there is a spiritual part of speaking in tongues and a natural part of speaking in tongues that we as charismatic, as 
Pentecostals, as full Bible believers, as believing in all the gifts. I like to call myself just biblical because it is biblical to believe this. This is what we believe. We practice the gift of speaking in tongues to men, and we believe that God can give us language we didn't learn, and we practice speaking in tongues in the language to God, His language, which can also involve groanings too deep for words. And I think when you really break it down and you you look at this in the sense of really what the Bible is teaching us, if we would explain this maybe a little bit more and kind of step into a teaching of understanding a little bit more and the value of making sure that you're growing, right? We want to make sure you're growing because Paul says five words in his native language. And in here, you know, in English, like I'm talking to you now, is way more valuable than if I was praying in the spirit and groaning and just words too deep. You wouldn't get anything out of it unless I stopped and gave you the interpretation. We want to make sure that we don't become, I don't know, a, a way that says without being offensive, and I'm not trying to be, but we want to make sure that we find a way that we embrace the spiritual truth of, of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the anointing, the gifting that we have, that everyone has, even if they don't believe it. And maybe we should kind of make sure that we want to honor how we show this, honor how we demonstrate this. And I believe if we would show the normalcy and explain the function of this, that I don't think it would be as rejected maybe as much as it is. I still think there'd be some that wouldn't ever agree with it. Lord, we pray for them and we, we lift them to you. But we also know that there is something very valuable in having truth. And there's something very peaceful and calming and very guard letting down. In other words, like opening up when we can sit down with someone and say to them, I can show you in the Bible the gift of tongues to men and the gift of tongues to God. And so just go with me on a journey from Acts and 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 and Romans. And I want to show you how this works. And I want to explain it to you. And then once you can explain that, you can tell them that the, the importance of what's happening here is that there be five words in English. In other words, the importance is that I grow maturity. I grow by reading my Bible. I grow with building myself in the spirit, in prayer, letting the Lord strengthen me because my goal is not to outpray you in the spirit. My goal is not to pray deeper tongues than you've ever heard. My goal is not to look, you know, amazing spiritual because I can pray in tongues all day in ways you've never heard. No, our goal is that we speak five words in English that builds the church that in our in our native language that builds the church, that edifies, that grows people, that helps people, like what we're doing right here that you can understand it, that you can follow along, that you can say, okay, I'm starting to get a connection here between us. So there is a gift, Jason, of speaking in tongues to men. Yes, in languages you did not learn. And there is a gift of speaking in tongues to God. Yes, that no one can understand. That can involve groaning and travailing in the spirit and, and just you know the real uh, pains of intercession, you could say. Yes. And we build ourselves in the spirit. We build ourselves with the word of God, with prayer, with fasting, with praying in spirit. And that's why Paul said, I want all of you to pray. And, and why? Why does that build us? Well, because Paul says the spirit intercedes for us. Romans says right here in scripture, read it with me. Chapter 8, verse 26, the spirit intercedes, spirit himself 
intercedes for me, for you, for us, with groanings, inter intercession prayer for us. Meaning, on our behalf, the Spirit of God is praying for you. Of course you're going to grow. Of course you're going to mature. You're, you're going to develop the character, the nature of God. You're going to, you're going to surpass these things or life to hold you down because you have an intercessory prayer going on with the Holy Spirit being the one leading it. Think about that. Right? When we go through something, what do we do? We call our friends, we call our family, say, hey, I need you to pray. Going through something, I need you to intercede for me. Imagine that we have the Holy Spirit doing that when we pray in the Spirit. That's why it's so important. It turns me to Jude. I always say chapter one. I know. I just like doing it. There's only one chapter. Jude, verse 19. All right? We, we want to get to a point where we learn how to build ourselves in the Holy Spirit. And let's go to verse 20. We don't need to, to connect the top into going after these things in the last times. Different, different message. Love it. But let's go to verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. Building yourself up in the Holy Spirit. And give me 10 minutes with you on this, because this is what is really important to me. Building yourself up in the Holy Spirit is so you can take the Word of God and rightly you know, divide it into truth. You can take it and teach it. You can have the maturity to not get your feathers in a bunch if someone says, well, Acts chapter 2 is not about, well, just relax and, and read it and ask God to lead it into you. Lead it into your heart, into your mind, give you understanding. We want to build ourselves up so we're not taken off track. We're not following weird winds of doctrines of demons and all other kinds of stuff. We're not following every Facebook video, every YouTube video, every teachers out there, every weird thing that happens. We're staying grounded. And we're staying grounded because we're building ourselves up in the spirit, the spirit of prayer to God in a language for God. So that our prayer in our language to you, to me, to everyone listening, is strengthened. It's strong. There's an anointing in it. There's a boldness in it. There's an authority in it. And it's not from your tone. It's not from being loud. It's from God being in it. It's from the spirit of God in you that strengthened, that you built your spirit. You build yourself up. You read, you pray, you fast, you 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 pray in the spirit as well. And then when we do this, there's a there's like a, a punch in your words, right? Punching through the walls or the gates or the the shells that are up around people's hearts. And you keep developing and you keep growing and you keep maturing and that punch becomes like a like a battered ram that they would use, you know, to break open the doors of a castle and you know, it just like a jackhammer just, you know, keeps driving in there. And our goal for all of us in ministry, and you say we might have a ministry, you do to somebody, someone's watching your life, listening to you. Our goal is that we have those five words in church. Those five words to our neighbor, to our family members, to whoever, that comes from an understanding from deep inside of building your spirit in that language that we can lead people into the truth and a knowledge of Jesus to a, a demonstration of them and not just get all bent out of shape because we may get challenged on what we just took at face value. Yes, that's speaking in tongues and you just disagree with me. No, we want to show the maturity and the strength inside, the, the strength of a believer that when challenged, you don't get upset. You're not, you're not like you've got to defend this to everybody because what you know is 
deep in you and it's grounded in you. It's foundational in you. And it was there from intercessory, the Holy Spirit to God on your behalf. You praying in the spirit, building yourself, groanings and travailings and wailings and just letting your heart pour out to God. And when it comes time to speak unto men, which is what all of us are called to do, to build a kingdom here on earth, that you, you're not doing it in tongues that no one can understand. That's not where you're, I don't know how to say this, I don't want to take away from you doing it, but not like where you're shining, gleaming, look at his maturity or her maturity in tongues. I've never heard anyone pray like that. It, yeah, but you're not, you're not helping anyone. You're not helping anyone understand kingdom. You're not helping anyone understand the Bible or get direction or fed unless you give them the interpretation. We want the interpretation to be what stands out, right? Let me explain it this way. We want your English, your, your native language, your, your prayer, your declaration, your, your everyone can understand like this. We want that to be like, man, that's good food. That's, that's the meat of the word. We want to just consume that and feel it and just build our insides with it. And just, we want to get in the word of God and we want, we want to grab a hold of that because that really is what builds the body is being encouraged in understanding is being strengthened in understanding and in, in being, you know, driven to that point of pursuit and passion and, and wanting to know more of God and wanting to know all the truths of God and, and really diving into what God has for your life. That comes from this right here, communication. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God in an understanding, in a place where it's not confusion. It's not just noises coming out of your mouth. You know, I'm a, I am a big fan of praying in the spirit. I mean, we all should do it. We should do it hours a day. But I'm also, and probably even more so, a fan of understanding, of being able to let what's in you come out, to let it have the voice, you know, the, the passion, the authority, the, the, the power in it that makes the people's hearts melt and open and makes their mind get clear. It drives out demons. It drives out fear. It drives out sickness, depression. You know, it drives out anxiety. The word of God in the mouth of a believer is powerful. The word of God in an anointed vessel is powerful. Tongue is powerful in moving emotions and moving a prayer meeting to the excitement of, wow, God is moving here. Listen, listen what he's doing. And then that interpretation has to come. And that interpretation has got to be a hundred times more powerful and moving and exciting as the, as the tongues were that you didn't understand. And sadly, we get the emphasis the other way around. The interpretation is not the part that we really clamor after. It's the listen to that tongue. No, no, no. Listen to that interpretation. Listen to that understanding. Listen to that teaching. Listen to that prayer. Listen to that encouragement. Did you feel that? Did you feel the room, the anointing? Did you feel the power of God come through there? Like that's that's the roar of the Holy Spirit in somebody. Now that is developed in praying in the Spirit, but it should be released in those five words of understanding into the body of Christ, into the church. So we can see the manifestation of someone's prayer life to God, and we can see it and hear it in our understanding when they speak. That's what Paul's saying. That's what Paul's saying. This is to build us up. This is to grow us. And Jude's saying, build us up. 
grow us are all in agreement here that this is what it's for. Build up your spirit, man. Build yourself up strong. And you build it and you go in tongues and you go to war and you let the intercession of the Holy Spirit on your... I mean, you just let it rip, right? You, you let it go. But when it comes time for the body, for kingdom building, you just let that same expression come out in understanding, in words that everybody can grasp. And if there's people there and you're somewhere you've never been in a language you don't understand, then you believe for that gift of tongues in that language. And you just let it flow out in that language. And that's that's kingdom building. That's the manifestation of the spirit. That's what the gift is for. All the gifts are for building the body of Christ. It is for kingdom building. So I want to encourage you. Build yourself in the spirit. Build yourself a mountain of strength inside you. And then when you open your mouth, you let that mountain of strength that's building you come out in understanding. And you will see not only other people's lives change, you'll see your life change because your ears will hear the confession of your mouth. Your ears will hear the, the, the power of God, the spirit of God, the anointing of God. Your ears will hear it in your own voice. And when that happens, you'll you'll step back and say, "Whoa, I'm I'm getting the interpretation. I'm getting the 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 reward of what I planted in the supernatural through tongues in me. I'm getting that that harvest now in an outward expression. And all of a sudden, it, it you know you're smarter than you should be. You know more than you should. You know more Bible verses than you should. And you're like, this is this what is this? Well, it's God. It is the building of the inside through the gift." of tongues to God, his language, right? We don't understand it. We need interpretation. We got groanings. We got stuff going on. We build that inside us. But when it comes time to stand in front of a crowd or people, we say, Lord, give us the five words. Give us that understanding. And you will see God's hand move. You'll see miracles, signs, wonders, healing, deliverance. If you just shout everything in the spirit, you'll see a, a flesh manifestation. You'll see people excited because uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I've never heard that or it's amazing, but there won't be understanding unless there is an interpretation given. But most of the times, sadly, our maturity is not for the excitement of the interpretation. It is for the excitement of the noise and the shout and the, you know, the praise of God in the spirit and not so much for the interpretation. So I just want to make sure we get the order right. Tongues are important. Praying in the Spirit is important. But what's the most important, according to Paul, according to the Lord, is that we want people to have understanding. We want to build the kingdom of God. So I want you to pray. I want you to pray in the Spirit an hour a day. I want you to groan, wail, travail in the Spirit. Let God have it all. Let the Holy Spirit intercede for you. And I want you to start growing and building yourself up like Jude. Build, 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 build until you're so strong inside, you you can't even recognize you anymore. Right? That's what I want. I want growth in you, strength in you, power in you, anointing in you. And then here's what I, I will smile all day when I hear this. You open your mouth and all that comes out in understanding in words that people can grasp and the power of God can take hold, right? It can take hold, it can build roots, it can start producing, it can start moving, it can start manifesting, and you just release all that you built in the spirit, all that you built 
with God, you release an understanding for the kingdom of God in the body of Christ for all believers. That's our that's our prayer. That's the order. So I hope that blessed you. If you have any questions about it, uh, just send them out to me. I'll try to do some more explaining on it. And I hope that cleared some things up. Yes, there is a gift of language to men. Amazing gift. And there's also a gift of the spirit language to God. Just as amazing and as needed. Both of them are. Build your inside. Build your spirit. Get so strong that the overflow comes out of your mouth. And all can see the fruits of what you have built with God in the secret place. And if it's public, you ask God for that interpretation and you stress to everyone there. The important part is the interpretation that we, you and I, that we can understand. Let's not be amazed at the tongue. Let's be amazed at the interpretation or at the understanding. That's what really matters. So let's keep things in order. Let's make sure we get our priorities straight with God. And let's make sure as charismatic, as Pentecostal, as gift-believing people, we stay biblically grounded. We stay in understanding. We don't, we don't shy from the gifts, but we operate them in correctly and in order that benefits the church and everyone that God would put in our path. All right, so I want to pray with you. Again, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. Thank you very much for all of your support. Your sharing, comments, liking, all that great stuff. Let's pray. Uh, and then we will give you our announcement information for Freedom Journey. I'm excited about that. All right. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that you're going to get the order in our life correct. That you're going to get it straight within us. That, Father, we're going to build ourselves. We're going to build, 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 build in the Spirit. And we're going to release it in understanding. Release that in our language that we understand and if it is in tongues in a service that god we're going to release the interpretation and put the emphasis the focal point god on what you're saying not on our tongue on what you're saying the point that drives into us that changes people father i ask that you would bless everyone listening watching however they're a part of tonight that you would release that anointing on them, that you would release that understanding, that you would give them a passion and desire to pursue this gifting in the order properly as it benefits the body of Christ in the kingdom of God. Lord, we thank you and believe and receive that by faith that you are opening that understanding and that door in our life tonight, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Quick, quick, again, announcement about Freedom Journey starts in January. There'll be more information on that. Our fundraiser is still underway to pay off the building in Windsor. God has been good. We are excited about that. Go to our website, pffministries.org. You can go right there and subscribe to our YouTubes on there, our Facebook on there. Like Everything's on that website. I know I tell you to do it here, but the website makes it so much easier. You can also donate to the ministry. You can partner with us. You can be a part of the building fund. There's so much there. So pffministries.org, go there. You can also email us on that site. You can find our contact number. I'm telling you, it's a great site. You're going to want to go visit it. God bless you. Thank you for your time. T. Jason Price, God bless. you enjoyed this episode of pffm spirit life teachings if you have any questions or comments need prayer or just want to reach out 
please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at pffministries.org. God bless.